How many mics do we? Government, the other day. Uh, ride it away, ride it away. Funky on the mic like an old batch of cops. My mind can't remember how many asteroids are still at heart, and no one's from the old school. Cause rapper's still a brand new tool, I say. Here we go, in the building. What's good, Kevin Cole? Yo, man, you're rocking the uh, pre-intro jams, by the way. So thank you for that. You like, you like the Nucleus uh, interpolation yeah, uh, exactly. of New School? Yeah, yeah. I feel like if Nucleus, if we knew them, first of all, if Nucleus is listening right now, uh, we would love to have you record the official Samo New School theme music. That would be incredible. Also, hello and thank you if you're listening, uh, Nucleus. And I hope y'all are doing well and maintaining. You know what I mean? Like, I, Yo, what is Nucleus you. doing? We haven't yeah. heard from y'all in a minute and would love to because uh, you guys played a major role in our maturation and development. And that song still goes, by the way. Oh, I mean, fam, it's, I mean, it's like a, it's a uh, eternal b-boy classic, so. It's timeless. Yeah. It's timeless. Um, yo, can I tell you before we uh, uh, say hello and check in is that um, my, I can't get like the, my phone times me. It's like, yo, fam, you've been on social media too long today. So like in another three minutes, it's going to kick me off and I'm going to have to come back on just FYI. I don't know. Good for your phone though. I know. It's like, really, really my guy? You know you're a grown man. You know you can't possibly spend this many hours on IG a day. Like, like you gotta stop. You should you go do something else. Yeah, come on, come on. <laughs> but that's great. So you've got like the mom app, basically. Like, just yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. You know. Well, this is yeah, respectfully, yeah. respectfully. We love the moms. Uh, same old new school on at Vocalo. Uh, I'm Idris Kubu. I'm Kevin Koval. We're with you every week where we talk about the week in hip hop, politics, and everything in between. Uh, and we've got some dope stuff to talk about. We're not going to get into the fact that the world, that, that of just all the craziness that's outside, because I feel like that will take up the whole show. But I will say that I will acknowledge the fact that the Midwest right now is, you know, if you think about Louisville, Chicago, and now. Wisconsin, uh, when you think about St. Louis and Ferguson, the middle of the country is the site of the revolution, undoubtedly. That is where the blood and the smoke and the fire and the change is going down. And real rap, man, I mean, just, uh, you know, like a prayer, prayers up for, you know, the man who the police shot in the back. Uh, He's hanging in there, man. Hanging, He's hanging, hanging on. In there. Prayers up. And, and also prayers up to, like, all the people who now in Kenosha are out in the streets are, are organizing or out there are voicing, you know, what, what, you know, I think the country is feeling and, and holding that in their bodies for the, you know, for our collective conscience. And, and it's also, man, we just have to start arresting police officers. Like it's like, this shit is, is too, is gone going on obviously for, you know, um, centuries now too long, but the shit, like, what else does the country like? We have the shit on tape after tape after tape. You know what I mean? It, it's this is this is the only thing we. I mean, what's happening now is the only thing that can happen. Insurrection, yeah. and you know, just 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 it's not to be tolerated. And we and and we have to make the full throated noise in every way that we can, because the powers that be, you know, the people who are who are poisoned with this, the illness of white supremacy and are willing to go down with the ship, like the Titanic, like we've been hit the iceberg and they would rather go down in denial. I mean, as we're talking about this now, 
you know, the RNC convention is going on. And I can yeah. only imagine the, the bullshit and hyperbole and lies and fallacies they're going to be kicking to spin it. I mean, like, as we speak right now, Candace Owens and Tucker Carlson are trying to find out things about Jacob Blake that are going to justify him getting shot seven times in, yeah. the, ba- in the back with no weapon in with front no of his children. Yeah. yeah, no, man, it, it, we know what it is. We know what it is. It, 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 you know, we know what it is. And we just, we got to keep it going, man, keep yeah. the pressure on. And that's what yeah. I'm saying. Like, like it's, it's the Louisville's, it's happening in Denver, you know, 70 miles from me right now. Oregon, you know, it's happening and people aren't letting up and, and all of us need to not be letting up. You know what I mean? Especially in this, this vulnerable moment where, um, you know, where the change is, is going down. But yeah, man, it's, it's, it's real in this field. But yeah, man, I don't know. Salutes to all the people doing the work, man. Yeah, on that tip. You're right. Yeah. Well, and on that tip about change and about undoing legacy uh, in every way that we think of, you know, we're going to start with the RZA and, uh, you know, him flipping the the old, you know, ice cream jingle, you know, that we all grew up with, especially us latchkey babies. You know, we all grew up, you know, you hear the ice cream jingle and you run outside with your money and lose your mind. <laughs> and, uh, and a lot of these songs are like old, you know, Stephen Foster, you know, like racist minstrel vaudeville kind of, you know, songs that have like old folk histories but on the onset of Tim Pan Alley and the entertainment industry and all that they took a lot of those folk melodies and added like mad racist lyrics to them and so Turkey in the Straw which is like a classic uh, it was that one of those like most noticeable melodies uh, that the ice cream man would play uh, the RZA they, the good humor people had the good taste and the good wisdom to ask the RZA uh, who is responsible for a Wu-Tang song called Ice Cream uh, uh the, the, which I don't know why they didn't just take ice cream and make that, you know? Kinda, right? The ice cream man is coming, you know? <laughs> uh, there's probably a lot of reasons they didn't yes, use yeah, that, that song, but, um, yeah. And, yeah and but metaphorically, maybe, that song might not extend to a proper place for uh, getting children sweet dairy treats. Yeah, yeah. So, so RZA flipped it. RZA made a new song, a new a new jingle um, for the Good Humor Trucks, and for I think it, like all ice cream drivers can license the song and, and download the song. Yeah, um, yeah, no, it's for the free. You put it out. I know. Yeah, which is which is great. I mean, I, first of all, man, can, can you get through when you hear RZA? Do you then automatically name the other members of Woo? Like I feel like the RZA, yes. the Jizza, old dirty bat. You know what I mean? Like. It's, In some ways, like the genius of the construction of Wu Records is the roll call. Exactly, is yes. a really important aspect of just the audience's uh, ability then to memorize the members of the clan. Oh yeah, people yeah. quote their skits. People quote their skits, their yeah. torture skits, like their songs. Yeah, no, one of the most qu- quotable groups of all time. Um, even the roll call, right? Even the roll call, um, and especially when they had like the extended roll call at the end of a song or like on, yeah. on the oh, yeah. chambers where it's yeah. just that roll call, right? It's just yeah. a roll call, yeah. uh, which is incredible. But so, I mean, I love this story by the way. And yeah. you know, it, it's, you know, one, um, you know, of course, shout out RZA to like continue to get like all the bags, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, yeah. and exactly. just, Hell yeah. and just to be down to like, 
work with, you know, probably, you know, I don't know the history of good humor, but I, I know on their website, they say, we've been putting out good products since 1920. And it's like, if you've been a company in America since 1920, you've probably been on like a bunch of fuck shit. And so now in this moment, like it's cool. <laughs> Is there any clean companies? Has there been any companies since the twenties that have like a spotless? <laughs> Who, come on, since the twenties in America, you know, there's no way there is no yeah, way. I mean, yeah, that's true. Right. I mean, that's yeah, could couldn't be. But you know, my but my question is this. My question is, how does good humor have more sense than America? Do you know what I mean? Like like why why can't well, America the corporate, be like, yo, well, dude, we're the corporate remix space, the national anthem? It's because the corporate space is different, man. They they pay attention to you know, listen, man, they finally got and again, people everyone was tight about Jay Z working with the NFL, which I understand. But, like, do we think it's an accident that after Jay-Z gets with the NFL, finally they're changing the name of the Washington Redskins? Finally, Colin Kaepernick is, you know, is going to get a job? Come on. Like, that's, that's, the, that's the private sector. And that's what Jay-Z's talking about. Like, that song that Entrepreneur song that him and Pharrell put out. Like, Like, no, capitalism alone will not save us. However, there is something about capitalism that is, you know, because of something as, as disgusting as money uh, is the deciding factor, you know, corporations are like, yeah, like black folks buy shit and like in globalism and, and, and global, you know, the, the global market. And because black folks drive so much of culture. I mean, that's really what it is, too. It's like we we can make something go away like if we decided we're not fucking with it like nobody's right. fucking with it right and um like if, so if, that if, is if, yeah. if, if if like all i mean just in terms of making culture right to to, to some yeah. of your examples like if if you know if black and this this has been on the table if, if black yeah. athletes didn't play in the games right if uh black musicians didn't record for the record companies uh and there's a million examples in terms of the culture that is made but like that kind of collective labor power, right, is kind of unmatched in terms of culture generation, right? Of course, yeah. yeah and that's what and that's what Jay is and, and Pharrell and all that and that that spirit is talking about. And it's something that, you know, shortly after the end of the Civil War, you know, that's what those that first wave of of freed black folks knew, and that's what they did. They set up. They were setting up their own economies. And white supremacy derailed that. So when they talked this pull yourself up by your bootstraps garbage, it's like, yeah, we were doing that. Like we were doing that like five minutes after that. And it reminds five me of minutes that. after Juneteenth. Like it, we was doing it. And it then crazy, me, you know. It reminds me of that Danny Hawk line, you know, it's like then they made capitalism illegal. You know what I mean? From yeah, just exactly. after Danny Hawk. Yeah. Right. right exactly. After, it's yeah. selective. It's selective. Yeah. So yeah, so to you know, it's a very good point. Like in the corporate space, you see far more of these kind of major movements and gestures. But meanwhile, in government and politics and civic spaces, you know, you, you still see the same kind of, you know, really regressive, you know, um, actions, you know what I mean? And, and it, it doesn't make sense. It's just like, yeah, it's like, why? Yeah. What are you all trying to hang on to? But you know what they're trying to hang on to. Yeah. Yeah. Of Preserva course. Of course. Preservation yeah, of course. over innovation, you know? Right. No facts. Yeah. Which is like the, yeah, of course, like that, that, you know, that's a good summation of, I think where, 
whiteness has dragged and deadened culture, right? It's preservation over innovation. I think that's a really like important, uh, that sits at like the aesthetic foundation of whiteness, you know, that idea. That's really important. Yeah. Well, because when you say preservation, you're going back to a time where certain people controlled everything. <laughs> like they control, they controlled who got to say what and who expressed whatever. And so, yeah, like, of course we love, you know, art that was being made in a hegemonic space, you know, where other people's voices or influences was not included. This is what's so radical and dangerous about hip hop because it's just completely disregards any of the, 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 the process of, you know, it's like jazz, jazz, blues, all these things still had, you know, scales and key and, you know, musical notations, all that hip hop just ignored all of that, you know, ignored all of that. Like key, key, shmi. I'll talk, I'll talk, I'll rap about movie keys. And I'll sing off key because I don't need to say, I want like, fuck that, fuck that scale, fuck that canon, fuck that forget tradition keys. and history. That's right. Forget keys, locks, cages. Right. Unless it's Alicia. Too free for keys, son. Yeah. Right. The only, the only key I care about is Alicia. Right. Or if you're the clips and then you care about a whole other uh, set of keys. keys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, unless you're Malice, in which case the right. key yeah, you yeah. care about is the key of the Lord. Hello. Hey. Um, <laughs> listen, you are listening to uh, Same Old New School at Vocalo Radio. I'm with the homie Kevin Caldwell. I'm Idris Goodwin. We're here every week talking about hip hop, politics, etc. And we uh, we just finished talking about the RZA's new ice cream jingle. Yes, I just said that because hip hop is the greatest. Don't and this was a this was I I predict Kevin Caldwell. The rest of 2020 is going to be a tremendous year for music because right now I can feel it. I've been listening to rap music long enough. I can tell we are we are on the precipice of a new breath of very good lyricism is coming. Rap is out of control right now because now we have so many generations of formidable MCs that and and everyone and the people who are still on they on they stuff are still on they stuff. And then the new Jacks coming up are watching them and on their stuff too. And the older cats are looking at the younger cats and being like, I got to step my stuff up too. So I'm just saying, like, I have a feeling that we are, this fall is going to be very good. And yeah. so already, well, yeah. yeah, what are you going to say? I hope you're, I, I think you're right. I hope you're right. And I think, I think, I think what you are right about is that maybe in hip hop, we're moving into the era of the long read. Right, that we yeah. we we used to be there, right? Hip hop, hip hop has a you know, especially in the you know the albums of the '80s and '90s that we've loved and and, and talked about. You know, I, I conceived. I think we both talk about them more like novels. You know what I mean? That they, oh yeah, they, you know, they go they go front to back, but they really tell a yeah. story over the course of time. And I think you know, in the in the end of the aughts and and, and certainly in this um, you know a decade, we've seen kind of like a consumption of hip hop that's a little more like social media. You know that it's like yeah. it's like you know people literally making music for TikTok, which is fine. Exactly. Um, but I'm mad. But I think because of the times and the times we find ourselves in, and also the times that the artists find themselves in is that, you know, it is maybe with more time on our hands and people taking more time to listen that, uh, yeah, we're getting a more breath in terms of the lyric. That's very true. The people aren't making albums in their tour buses anymore. Right. right not right now. You not know, right and, now. And, and yeah, you're Better right. Like be. people's, people's attention. I mean, unless they're just sleeping in there because they're so sad that they're not. <laughs> but yeah. but uh, let's talk about we're going to talk about two new albums that drop. But let's get into this Nas record, uh, King's Disease. 
what are your thoughts? You know, Nas, we've talked about Nas on this show like uh, a while back, you know, an artist that has definitely been up and down over the years, but has stayed, just consistently stayed on it, continues to love rap, continues to surprise you. You know, um, you get a song like every now and again, you get a song like Bridging the Gap. You get a song like, uh, what was that, Untitled, that the N-Word album. No revolution ever gets old, so I'm told. You're left full of bullet holes when you tell the people go free. Oh, it's a you know, you get still uh, on a good day, man. Nas will still show up. And uh, so, yeah, what did you think of King's disease? Did you get, did you get a chance to spend any time with it? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, of course, man. I, I you know, I, I, I listen to, I, I want to listen to everything that comes out. And, and Nas, obviously, you know, since Illmatic has been, you know, every time out, I think, you know, we've stayed and the culture has stayed checking for him because you have to. Um, I think Nas over the years has disappointed a lot of people, but I also think that uh, it's undeniable that there are moments that his writing is on par with anybody and at times maybe better than anybody, you know? Um, And I think you find, I think you find both on this record. I think that this record is, you know, I'm glad that we have it and I'm glad, I'm, I'm really glad as a, as a craftsman, he is continuing to, you know, sharpen his pen, but that tension between, his brilliance and I think some of the things that slow men down in particular are like really like they're the scales are just like back and forth on this record even in in, even in the first song you know the first song which I think it has moments that it's really really dope you know he says the stupidest part of Africa produced blacks that started algebra the stupidest part of Africa produced blacks that started algebra proof facts imagine if you knew that as a child which is like a bar and that and then he extends the rhyme scheme after that and it's 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 really great that that couplet that whole scheme the idea which is like you know reminds us I think of some of our like favorite aspects of black centricities and educational practices in the music. But then in the same lyric or in the same verse, he says, we're so say less when I speak, y'all estrogen speak. You a king, you will be next to me doing your own king shit, most definitely. We're so say less when I speak. Y'all estrogen speak, respected by kings only, address me as chief. You know what I mean? And it's just like, it's like, why, why does he have to do that? You know what I mean? And I get it, but it's just some of the things that like make it from being a record that is on time to feeling like it's it, it's it's a little dated in that in that regard you know yeah but i yeah and i and i like that and i i think that's spot on those lines like that really stick out right they they stick with us because they're like and it's the same pendulum right it's like brilliance but then like eh. but but to me that is that is the beauty of what rap is is that it is that it is that contradiction it is us working through that in real time. That is in a lot of men. That is in a lot of Nas's listeners. And the ones who believe stupid shit like that will also hear this line about algebra too. So it's like Warren Hill said, right? But you know, even so with it, all my, my concepts and my theories, I add a motherfucker so the ignorant in words hear me. And even after all my logic and my theory, I add a motherfucker so you ignorant to hear me. Now, whether I'm saying that he's using that consciously as a trap or not, I'm saying right. he represents that demo. Got it. And that's in, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, yes, we, of course we hear it and we think it's ugly. And what that forces me to do and you to do is for us to reflect on ourselves and be like, yo, did I hear that? How do I feel about that? Mm. Do I feel okay? You know what I'm saying? Like, 
I don't like hip hop can't be R and B. Like it can't be Kenny G. It's gotta be. It's gotta be. What's what's what we doing? Like my, a, a journalist. I, I bring this up because a journalist I know wrote an article about you know the B word. You know, like like why can we get a moratorium? You know, on on male rappers dropping the B. You know what I mean? And she asked all of her Facebook followers to chime in and give their opinion on it. And it was like a wide range of it. And I was thinking about that too. But, you know, my thing is like, if it is anything that exists in in, in the culture, in the lexicon, in the communities, it's going to show up on the album. Now, I think it comes down to the artist to think tactfully about the way that that is used. But again, that is the hip hop contract that sometimes we are aspirational but we're also reflective and that's the thing that that's the contract you know yeah. good bad or ugly that's the contract yeah uh, you know I, I think that's interesting and, and i i'm excited to also talk about the next record we're going to talk about because yeah. i think you sense or i sense a generational shift or growth in that way and we could we could talk about it because i think it's a more matured view of language a more nuanced view of language in, in that regard but i, I don't want to hop off the Nas record just yet because yeah, um, you know there there are also some other lines where it's like we are getting classic Nas, um, yeah. You know, and it's a few. This the the next song, second song on the record. Uh, you know, this is a, th- th- these bars. One, it's like Nas on this record. If you just if if I were to be, let's say, an editor of a poetry magazine, I would go through this record, and you know, you'd have like a whole suite just dedicated to this record because there's so mm. many incredible bars. And and one of the, one of the pieces I, I you know I think about teaching is. He says, and again, man, just like he's setting up of a place, he's setting up of a vibe, yeah. you know, his portraiture, yeah. razor cutter, yeah. 90s, 80s lover, raised in gutters, raised above it. They made it up. The hood subject. I made you love it. Razor cutter, 90s, 80s lover, raised in gutters, raised above it. They made it about the hood subject. I made you love it. The hood yeah, subject. Don. I made you love it. Like, yeah. And and then. I mean, still working, man, still working. <laughs> and, and but also like then he's he's made I mean, the hood, right? He has made popular American culture fall in love with something that he's been reporting on now for 30 plus years. Exactly. Yeah. And and I love I mean, the, fir- the first like five songs on this album, I, I think are so solid. And I was so disappointed by his last album, Nasir. I just thought it was a mess and and just didn't hit and so it's really satisfying to hear the focus like the level of focus in beat choice but also arrangement i mean you can tell hit boy who executive produced this track rhythm and blues pop rock soul to jazz to my toes attack how i look being told i'm not supposed to brag nobody hit boy who is also i think responsible for one of my favorite songs of all time which is ground i've been grinding my whole life it's one of my favorite songs ever. Uh, uh, but the first five songs are so. Car 85 is my jam, actually. Yeah. They call me baby face in 88. Her 40th in Broadway. They made me stay in wait. Yeah. That is such a beautifully, it's such a great beat. I love the nostalgia of it. I love that, that Car 85. Like, what is that? It's such a, it's so poetic, man. It's it's narrative. It's It's cinematic. It's, and yeah, I agree with you, man. Like, that that kind of like if he could be more in that if he could move more comfortably in that space and less and we talked about this a little bit last week with with felt is that you know these guys are struggling with letting some of that machismo kind of stuff kind of go but that's that's the battle i think of the generation but yeah like that kind of cinematic memory based like just stay in that you know like stay in that 
in that tell a story. Tell a story. Tell that I story. Mean, yeah, exactly. Nas, yeah. Nas is a philosopher, maybe not so yes. much. Nas is the storyteller. Yes, yeah. absolutely. You know. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think that's right. And uh, did you enjoy hearing the firm uh, back? Oh again? my god! Yeah, of course, of course. Cormega, dude. Cormega is one of the most underrated rappers in the game, man. It was so good. He he steals that song from me. Was intrigued by fine women. I realized some would drop dead, gorgeous, living a lie. Oblivious. I agree. I think we're still and we're still waiting on that record. So. Let's go. And then Dre pops up at the end. Ah, it's crazy. King shit, firm is. Master this, no alternative. Classic shit, that's affirmative. Got me out No, but this is this is a step in the right direction for now. This is, I think, the album that a lot of this it's one of his better joints, I would say. Like yeah. better albums, yeah. I think. I was very surprised. I was setting myself up for disappointment. I know, no, <laughs> I agree. I was pleasantly surprised. My prompt to Nas, if I uh, can be so bold, would be to write a uh album of short stories you know what i mean and i would i would yes. i would really want to hear that and i think that's his strong suit and yes. you know just it's, it's essentially what i would tell like you know a lot of writers is like you know tell us don't show us and he's he's telling us it, and that's some of the whacker parts of the record um right and he could just he could really just be showing us and those are the that's the strength of this record and stick with hit boy <laughs> stick with stick. hit boy yeah Stick with Hit Boy, man. So he, that balance and restraint, that balance and restraint, man, in the production is, and it's mixed beautifully. It's mixed so well. It sounds so good in the headphones. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and speaking of Hit Boy, um, maybe as a transition, because I think does does Hit Boy yeah. have a record on uh, the next album or the next EP we're about to talk about? The, uh, the I will find B, out. B tape. Yeah, um, yeah. Let me find out. He might, but but. Uh, Idris, by the way, for those uh, that are tuning in, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. You are listening to Idris Goodwin and Kevin Koval on Vocal Radio. This is the same old new school. Idris, to round it out in the last five minutes, we're going to talk yes. about Vic Minson's new EP called The V-Tape. Um, yes. Yeah, man, what, what, do you, what do you think? You know, I am a, a Vic Minson fan ever since the internet tape. Uh, actually, ever since kids these days. Uh, I think that he is a monster lyricist and some of the best, like, you know, funk flex and, and sway in the morning freestyles uh, that I've ever heard. You know, it, he's had a lot of great songs on some of his albums. This, to me, is one of the most, like, thematically, again, man, much like the Nas record, it's restraint, it's focus, it's some of his best writing for sure. I like this this conscious attempt to be very open and, you know, personal. I think, I think he's, I think he could go more with it. Like, I think there's still a little bit of kind of hiding in the flow and the, and the rapidy rapness, but I think that just comes with age. There were moments where I was like, wait, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And, and, you know, but, uh, but I, I think it's really strong, man. I think he continues to, he's a real artist, man. Like much like Nas, like consistent, loves it, loves to rhyme, loves to push himself. Um, you know, I've always appreciated his unabashed commitment and clarity around social issues. You know what I mean? I've always, I've always appreciated that about him. So yeah, man, I, I enjoyed it. I, you know, I enjoy all of his, his albums and this one feels really strong to me for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like what you said and you could tell, and you know, from what we know, I, I mean, Vic is a writer for real is someone who loves to, loves to rhyme and uh, is, you know, kind of like a, uh, uh, an artist for real in the sense where he's been in his career expansive. He's given himself the permission to try out different ideas that he's had. And it's, it's also good to see him back rapping in this way because he is 
extremely skilled at putting language together. Um, yeah. There's, uh, there, there's just some lines that really stick out. Uh, you know, one of the songs that I love, he says, a window into my reality, two-parent household from an immigrant family, middle-class salaries on 47th by the stones, but they move white out the house, same as Obama's home. A window in my reality, two-parent household from an immigrant family, middle-class salaries on 47th Street by the stones, where they move white out the house, same block as Obama's home. Uh, you know, uh, and, and he, you know, in some ways, like Nas, right, he is also a, a supreme visual portrait painter. And I think unlike Nas, you know, he is also willing to do some self-reflection, you know, and I think that this is maybe a generational progression for men, you know, that Vic is 20 something. Nas is, you know, has to be around our age. And I think that, you know, you know, young men uh, who are attuned more to the kind of contemporary climate and, you know, also attuned to the political landscape, the political landscape you know, in part, it's language and philosophies being influenced by by black women, by queer black women. I think Vic is attuned to that and then applies some of that to his own personhood, some of that reflection, some of that eradication of some of that machismo, the interrogation of it, of it at least. And we're hearing some of that on the record. And in some ways, it's like it's it's a continued refreshing space to hear hip hop maybe mature in that way. Yeah, definitely, man. I, I agree. I mean, I think it's a conversation. I think artists, you know, who are who are reflective and thoughtful. I mean, that that's what it, when we say lyricist. I mean, to me, that's what it is. It takes a thoughtfulness because you can't you can't get that skill without editing, right? And editing requires thought. You know, thought, especially if you're writing for your own voice, uh, in your own sort of persona. Like you have to like check and say do i really mean this and do i you know and uh that is w for me what it is like i like the sound of very lyrical rap and the artistry of it but i also like the reflection of it you know like people consider word choice they consider so that is why probably it's more disappointing sometimes when we hear our artists say something that we're like eh because it's like we know they scan those pages a few times right they didn't just they didn't just like freestyle it like you know it's like oh no you wanted to you know call that woman that right. yeah you did yeah. that you, <laughs> you know what I mean? so um no but the vic the vic the v tape is solid another solid one from vic Mensa. and again man I, it, i'm just so excited about the climate like the Nas record that record even the, the tech nine record which we didn't get to talk to maybe next like, week method, next week method man battled math hoffa this weekend i watched battle rap for four hours yesterday like just rap is out of control there's an epmd song called rap is out of control Rap is out of control right now. It's about to be an exciting 2020 and 2021. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, All right, Kev, we got to go, but I just want to quickly plug, uh, Kevin and I are hosting the Breakbeat Poets live virtual reading, part of the Heavy Hitters Festival at Awful Good Writers. Uh, it's on Kev's page, at Kevin Kovos, at my page, Addy Drees Goodwin. It's on the same old New School page. Come rock with us. Here's some poetry. Uh, let Vic Mensa is going to be performing with us. Vic Mensa is going to be yeah. performing with us. Yeah, yeah. No, we have an incredible lineup that night, so please come out. Yeah, and uh, and tune in. That's Thursday uh, at nine o'clock Central Standard Time and everywhere else. Yeah, we also really both like the Vic record. We're not just saying that because we're going to see on Thursday and it wasn't mad awkward. I'm really shitting on the album. Uh, all right, thanks, y'all. Peace out. Peace. Uh, be well. We'll see you next Monday. Peace.